I'm Simone Paget, and welcome to We're Never Doing This Again, a podcast about sex, dating, and all of those weird and wonderful messy experiences that we have no desire to repeat. I'm so excited for today's guest. I'm here with Elmi Rose. She is a voiceover actress a writer, an entertainment journalist, and the host of the podcast, Something About Astrology. First of all, thank you for having me. I am so excited to be your, your like sort of guinea pig for the podcast in some ways. That is when we were starting out, we like had a very short list of people where we were like, who really wants to like explore this and like have fun with it and try something new. And I'm so honored that you would like to do that with me today. So I say, let's dive into it. Let's do some weird questions. Okay. Let's just get to it. Yeah. So my day job, I am the sex and relationship columnist for the Toronto Sun. And like, I've always been really fascinated with dating stories like the weirder, the better. I find there's just like so much comedy and like even like pathos in people's dating lives. Like there's just so many interesting things and like lessons to be learned. When I first decided to make this podcast, um, a friend asked me, what's something that you could talk about for like, let's say 50 hours a year. Mm. I said, I want to hear people's weird dating stories. Like it's been a hard two years going Uh. in three years and I just want to talk to people and hear their like ridiculous stories from various points in their lives like I just want to talk it out because I feel like as hilarious as some of these experiences are like especially women like I feel like we hold a lot of shame yeah some of these things because it's like oh shit I like made this like really bad choice like went out with this person I should have seen it coming but you didn't and Shame's kind of it's like punishing yourself. It is. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, well, that was really deep. Wait, I gotta <laughs> sit with that for a minute. Shame is punishing yourself. Yeah. I'm gonna remember that. Thank you. As someone who's like held a lot of shame throughout my life, I'm all about, you know, transforming the shame into something better. Yeah. So this story I'm gonna tell you isn't particularly shameful, but it kind of is because it started on MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> wow. Yeah. MySpace. So for the younger listeners, if you oh god are <laughs> any makes me feel so old. Not, I'm like, it's probably all people like 40 and up. MySpace was sort of like a precursor to Facebook, I guess. Oh my like god, it yeah. Came out like when I was in college. So early 2000s and there was like Facebook and then Friendster came along. Like I, I remember if, Friendster. <laughs> I don't know if there's yes. a sadder sounding social media site than like Friendster. <laughs> Friendster? Yeah. Yeah. I had like six of... friends on Friendster and I felt pretty cool. Friendster. Uh, <laughs> taking me back. Yeah. Yeah. So like MySpace, you could like meet strangers. Um, you could meet your friends. You could post like your sad poetry. And then it sort of merged into like a music site. And then it just kind of became into like a creeper site. Like yeah. Like got a creepy reputation. And I was on MySpace and I see this guy who is like really handsome looking. And it's rare that I see like handsome people in real life. I live in Canada. Almy, you're in LA where like people are just good looking <laughs> everywhere. 
the myth of like Canadian men all being these like handsome lumberjacks. I don't see it. And this guy was like super handsome. He kind of looked like, here's another reference that totally dates me. He looked like Freddie Prince Jr. Dark hair, nice, just bushy enough eyebrows. So like I messaged him. He like wrote back right away. We started chatting. The first sign that like I should have known something was off was that he sent me this like baby picture. It was a picture of him as a baby in a diaper holding a beer bottle. Ooh. And he was like, this is me as a baby. Ha, 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 ha. But I guess because, and some of my Spanish speaking friends do this when they type ha, 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 ha. This is like pre-LOL. We were just like, ha, ha, ha. It was like, ja, 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 mm-hmm. ja, ja. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, okay, sure. This is weird. Like, <laughs> this is like, at this point, this was the second guy who'd sent me a baby picture. The no, was, like, really? My high school boyfriend who had like insisted on giving me a baby picture, which I put, I like hung up in my locker. No. And people were like, I went to like kind of a troubled high school. Like my high school had its own daycare. And like one of the teachers like walked by one day and was like, oh, I didn't know you were part of our daycare program. I'm like, no, that's my my boyfriend. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We chatted back and forth for a bit. And then um, we went on our first date, which was, at this like Italian restaurant in Little Italy, like textbook, the checker table claws, like the candlestick, like in the wine bottle. Ooh, wine like real bottle. lady in the tramp. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Okay, cool. It was giving lady in the tramp vibes. He starts telling me this story about how like before he immigrated to Canada with his family, he lived in San Francisco. And he's like, yeah, like I got really into like the gangs there, like the teen gangs and like, got into trouble and I had to like I went to juvie for like stabbing this guy whoa I was just starting to process that and he's like no just kidding oh okay was he (laughs) and then he kept on saying like other things like we were like eating our spaghetti and he's like yeah so um when I was a kid like I was actually like really into music and part of the band Menudo no he was not and I was like really (laughs) My love, like my knowledge about Latin pop, fairly surfacey, but I'm like, I mean, he's handsome. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm just this like white lady on this date. And I was like, really? Like with Ricky Martin? And he's like, no, just kidding. Oh God. So this is his thing. Oh my God. So, yeah. so everything like he'd bring up, he'd be like, yeah. So like I once stole a car. Really? Just kidding. Oh my God. That's infuriate. He did that the whole yeah. night. Yeah. So after I'm like, Okay. And I should probably mention too, that like when I met him for the date, he looked at least, he said he was 25, but he looked like 35. No. Yeah. Like he, he was still handsome, but he was definitely like, this was not a 25 year old. Oh, see, that's Um, not okay. Obviously there's nothing wrong with being 35, but to like go to like a 20 something woman and like misrepresent yourself as a 20 something man when you are a 30 something man, that is not okay. He never admitted to the age, though, but it was clear oh, that he was, like, a lot older. Did he say, I'm 25? Just kidding. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that was probably, like, the next question. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So he drove me back to my house, and we ended up, like, making out for a bit. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, he's, like, handsome and whatever. He's, like, weird, but, like, isn't, like, everyone a little weird? For our second date, I, like, invited him over for dinner. 
No. <laughs> oh my gosh. The just kidding guy got invited over for dinner on the yeah. second date. Wow. And okay. Okay. Mean, like older Simone would be like, no, Ex- like, first of all, of like, course. never, right. there'd never be a second date, but I invite him over for dinner and I made spaghetti again because there wasn't really like that many things I could actually cook. He shows up to my house and he's wearing like a burgundy dress shirt and then these like jeans with like a dragon applique in velvet going down the leg. No. <laughs> no. Wow. And he's like at my house and I invited him there. And oh my God. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're going to eat some spaghetti. Like, oh my God. On my roommate's couch because we're in our 20s and don't. Oh have my God. And we're eating the spaghetti. He has his like dragon pants on. <laughs> After like we put the spaghetti away, start making out again. And he like out of nowhere pulls up my shirt to like sort of like my bra strap line and starts like doing like in Canada, we call it like the raspberry. It's like where you put like you put your lips. You blow in your. <laughs> yes. And he's like going like. <laughs> and then he starts like tickling me. He's like tickling. And I was like, what are you doing? What? And then he's like, he starts making these like, he's like tickling. And he starts making these noises like. Please stop. And I'm like, I hate being tickled. He's like, puts his like face is like rubbing its face like in my stomach. And, oh my God. Oh my God. Please stop this. And then he's like, oh, wugga, wugga. I'm like, no. Wugga, wugga. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. So, I think you should go. Good for you. Oh my God. I I wish everyone could see my face right now. I'm simply horrified. I don't know what what's so like he just randomly decided that would be like a great choice to just sort of treat you in this infantile way by blowing raspberries on your body and talking in like a baby caveman voice just out of nowhere. Yes. Oh my God. That's so weird. Oh my God. Good on you though, for setting boundaries. And I mean, um, wow. I'm really struggling though with what grown woman would like to be tickled on her couch uh, on a second date, just randomly. That is just, oh my God. And this is like, way way this is like decades before like me too or anything so I'm just yeah. like oh that was weird and then on to the next date like that was sort of like the norm back then mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah he had my phone number at that point like my landline oh my god and it was a few days later like I didn't hear from him for a few days I'm like oh maybe it was weird for him too like maybe <laughs> like he was like put off and if I didn't respond to his tickling so he calls me on my landline at like 10 in the morning. Oh, what? And it's <laughs> <That's> weird. It's <laughs> a weird time to call. I'm sorry. It was and it wasn't because it was like the 2000s. It seemed weird, but not that weird. So he starts okay. talking. He's like, yeah, I'm going to work soon. I wanted to call you for work. It turns out like he lived in his mom's basement. No, that is just and- too cliche. No, no way. I know. I didn't really care as I was like 22. He's like, yeah, so my mom's going to Ecuador tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, I'm worried that like, I won't have anyone to come downstairs and wake me up. (laughs) No, 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 no. And uh, he's like, can you call me? No, 
No. Can you call me tomorrow at six in the morning? <laughs> no, no. And I'm like, I am not doing that. It was like, well, the one day I had class at like 10 a.m. There was no way I was even getting up at six. I'm like, no, I, I am not doing that. I will oh not do that God. for you. And it's like, please, please, oh please, please, come on, please. And I'm like, no, no, I, absolutely not. And then wow. just as I was getting ready to hang up, he's like, uh, would you come over and make me a sandwich? No. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm hanging up now. So I hung up. Didn't hear from him again. I think maybe he tried to message me or I tried to message him, but it was like clear that like he knew he wasn't going to get what he wanted and like I wasn't going to get what I wanted, which was like a normal human being. So, <laughs> so it's a shame. yeah, the time passes and I get like uh email it says hey i'm sorry for like the lack of communication right after we last spoke i got back together with my ex-girlfriend and it turns out that she got pregnant and i'm going to be a dad oh my god and, and then i scrolled down to the end the email and it said ja 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 just kidding. Oh my God. He'd wow. He'd CC'd 20 women. No, this dude cannot be real. This is a real person that you interacted with. And these are real yeah. things that happened. Like, the crazy thing is like, I told this story to someone about probably like 10 years ago during like a night of like drinking cocktails with friends and whatnot. And we Googled him and we found like he has a very, very specific name. Um, we mm -hmm. found a picture of him and like a very attractive woman and a baby. Wow. So it wound up becoming true after all. Yeah. I mean, he was a big baby <laughs> who had a baby. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. How does someone like that get to the point? I mean, I guess, I don't know. It's amazing to me that this person went from that to becoming a real adult and seemingly getting settled down and having a child. God, he's, I, mean, I, I have so many questions. He CC 20 other women on this email and he yeah. kept the dedication to the just kidding joke for that long. <laughs> it's just, wow. All right. Wow. You know, this is the part where I probably ask other listeners, like, what did you learn from your experience? Yeah. And I've been thinking about this all day and I don't know if I learned anything. I don't know that. if you did either. Yeah. I think you learned that people are weird, but you probably already yeah. knew that. It's a good question. What, what are the lessons in this particular tale? <laughs> I feel like, okay, I'll, I will say this. I think it prepared me for the reality of online dating mm. now. Oh yeah. To be really kind of like cautious that like people might not be who they say they are. Mm -hmm. And just kind of go in with that where my shame about this comes from is the fact that I like didn't put up the boundaries until like he became the, like the tickle monster. But like <laughs> also as a young person, like stuff just kind of happens. Oh, man, I know what you mean. I still carry shame that of yeah. incidents that I had in my 20s with men where I felt like I couldn't say no, like literally in a way where I felt like I had to soften the blow. When, of yeah. me like saying no. Um, and I read about this thing. So we all know that they say when you're in a situation, there's fight or flight. 
They say mm-hmm. there's a third one, freeze. But they say yeah. there's also a fourth one, flatter, where you try to get out of the situation by heaping praise and flattery upon the other person. And it's something that I've realized that I do. When I'm in an uncomfortable situation, my way out of it is to um, flatter the person that I may be intimidated by. So like if I'm on a bad date with a guy and it's going so horribly and I want out of there, I will paradoxically instead like laugh at their jokes and be overly flattering so that when I do make my quick exit, I feel like I'm not being rude. At least I think that's my thought process. Yeah. Um, Obviously I haven't dated in a long time, but I find that I still do this thing with people where I feel uncomfortable instead of making my boundaries clear, I try to like laugh my way out of it or with them because I don't want it to get more awkward. And I really wish I had learned in my uh, 20s, like, you don't have to do that. If something's awkward, let it be awkward. You don't need to make the other person feel better about it if they're not making you feel safe and okay. Yeah. Um, So yeah, you're not alone there. I, I still, and it's like... I just, if I, I don't think I'm going to ever have kids. This got really deep really quickly, but (laughs) if I ever were to have children, that would be like one of the first things I would want them to know and to learn and to fully understand that you are allowed to have um, preferences and you're allowed to not like things and you're allowed to be rude. If the only way the other person will leave you alone is to be rude, then be rude. My friend Jay, who's in my virtual writing group, he writes a lot about like women and how women are taught to be nice. Mm, yeah. And like, there's so many situations where I was more concerned about how the interaction would play out and the other person's feelings, even though they were like doing creepy shit mm-hmm. that like I was more concerned about them than me. And that is like really messed up when I think about it. Yes. Same, same. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, that's one of those things. And it's just, there's nothing you can do about it now, but continue to kind of hold yourself in a place of honor that you didn't used to, and also not beat yourself up for it. But I know exactly what you mean. It is one of those things. And, you know, some women have no problem making their boundaries clear, but I do think that this is something that happens more to women than men. This, um, right. This fear of somehow being awkward or rude or impolite. Yeah. Yeah. As women, I think we're just like socialized to keep the peace. It's so interesting is like, I think I'm like a slightly recovering people pleaser. So Mm. yeah. Trying to like, always like make things peaceful as opposed to like confrontational. Mm. Mm. I know exactly what you mean. And it seems like all of that is amplified when you're dating and when you're putting yourself out there like that. Right. It just feels like a Yeah, I I remember that. Just like wanting to be a people pleaser, even if I was having a bad time on a date. Yeah. Somehow that like need to be a good hostess. Yeah. Like a a fucking dive bar with some asshole somehow. Yeah, it's like, yes, I will make this pleasureful experience better. Like, yeah, right. Like, yes, I will laugh at your terrible misogynist jokes. Why? I have no idea. Can I get you another drink? Like just bizarre (laughs) Uh, yeah. yeah and I think Whoa. like now that we're like going deeper, I think this is why now that I'm so aware of this stuff, like I don't really date much. Mm. Like, I'm not on the apps. Like I don't, for me, it's like, I don't want to do anything unless it's like a hard yes. Like, unless I'm extremely enthusiastic about it, but that means like, I don't date. And I'm wondering like, 
is it, is there a point where like, am I holding myself back? Cause it feels good to just not have to deal with this stuff. But yeah, at the same time, I'm not meeting people at the same rate that I was meeting people when I was on MySpace or like on Tinder or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. I, I guess you're wondering, have you course corrected too much? Have you gone yeah. too much the other way? But you know, I say, I, I really agree with your initial instinct of, I only want to do stuff I'm enthusiastic about and enthusiastically yeah. say yes to. I think as long as you use that as your guiding principle, it's all going to click where, how, and when it's meant to. But yeah, I, I, I understand feeling like, am I like shutting myself out of opportunities? But it's, it's hard. I still think though, that you have the right idea. I think okay. you should be enthusiastic, especially with dating, especially now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I'd rather make time for seeing like a friend I really want to see than go on a date with a random person, even if they're like, could be a lovely person. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. That's part I know of like, getting wiser, right? Yeah. I know at some point, like I'm going to have to kind of find a balance between having boundaries and also like letting people in, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure I'm there yet. <laughs> I think I like my peace too much. And that's the problem. Like I don't want to be in those situations where I will feel like I have to smooth it over. You know, I just want to be in, like I said, enthusiastic yeses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good place to be. So I do have like one more activity planned. Oh, okay. Let's do it. Okay. So it's a quick game of fuck, marry, kill. Okay. Are you, are you game to play? Oh, absolutely. Let's do it. This is a game of fuck, marry, kill McDonald land edition. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me, let me hitch up these sweatpants and get comfortable here. This is my (laughs) zone. Let's do it. Um, Okay. Hamburglar, Grimace, Ronald McDonald, fuck, Mary kill, and why? Oh, my God. Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm going to marry Ronald McDonald. I'm going to fuck the Hamburglar. I'm going to kill Grimace. Here's why. Grimace, way too needy. Like, I'm sorry. Can't handle that energy. He's just like, it's like, no. Um, Ronald McDonald, that is really, I mean, that's the McDonald name. That guy's going to take care of me. I'll be like on his arm going all like the function and Zingalas. I, I feel like that's a pretty good person to marry. We all know the Hamburglar is where it's at. Like I, I see that guy sneaking around with little Hamburglars and this cool little outfit. Um, and I feel like I want that, but do I want to marry that? Do I want to be Mrs. Hamburglar? Uh, I don't know that that reputation is for me. I think I like the stability of the clown lifestyle that Mr. McDonald provides. Um, so that's what I'm going with. What are you doing? Okay. Also, um, fuck the Hamburglar. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because he would probably feed me after sex. And hopefully he has some filet fishes in there because like, that's what like, that's my, my thing. I love um, the filet fish I'm with you there. But I wouldn't marry him because I've recently watched the show Love After Lockdown or Love During Lockdown or whatever which is about people having relationships with like recently released felons. The Hamburglar, I feel like he's just like, it's like he's almost wants to get caught. Oh, he totally does. He yeah. totally does. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think I could handle like a prison 
on the outside relationship. Like yeah. it would be really challenging. It's just like two different realities and he wouldn't be able to take the hamburgers with him. So I, controversial opinion, I would marry Grimace just because okay. he seems solid. He does. Um, and I think I'd kill Ronald McDonald just based on the fact that clowns are creepy. See, that's a good point. I did forget about the whole creepy clown factor. So <laughs> I didn't think mm. very deeply about this, but I was just like, clown, kill the clown. The Grimace is kind of maybe just like kick Grimace out of the equation. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> Mary Ronald, that get the McDonald's money, kill Ronald, and then take up with Mary McCheese. Because oh, Mayor McCheese. No, like I've always thought I'd be like a good wife for a politician. Ooh, that's see, that's the I want to change my answer now. That's the good one. <laughs> Mayor McCheese. Yes. Oh, he's the best one. I feel like he has the power. Yeah, Mayor McCheese. Th- that's the right answer. I the the answer is Mayor McCheese. Maybe if I played my cards right, it could be Mrs. McCheese by now. That is a pretty hefty title. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> What what does the wife of Mayor McCheese, what is her schedule like? I don't know, but I, I think you're right, though. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Well, um, I think that's a good place to wrap this up. <laughs> and you know what? I actually do hope that we do this again. I would uh, love to. That'd make me really happy. Simone Paget, and thank you for tuning in to We're Never Doing This Again. You can find me online at Simone underscore Paget on both Twitter and Instagram, and follow the show at Never Again Pod on all platforms. Don't forget to subscribe and support the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.